Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India RE. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. It's radio from a woman's perspective. Happy Mother's Day weekend. We're spending it with Kim Whitley, mom of Sweet Joshua. Plus, she's got a brand new sitcom on Bounce. You're listening to Cafe Mocha. And happy Mother's Hi. Day, ladies. Thank you. I ain't no mama. You, Lonnie, all them babies you have, cut it out. <laughs> we need an auntie weekend, okay? It's Mother's it's, Day. It's Mother's Day. Okay, you, okay. you have to celebrate it with us. Okay. Well, well, happy Mother's Day to you, Yo-Yo. What are you doing to Thank celebrate? You. you know what? I am taking my mom to dinner. My mom wants to get some new makeup and she wants some new perfume and she has a fascination with candles right now. So I'm going to take her to get some nice candles and I'm going to spend some time uh, letting her complain to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all they want to do. All they want to do is tell you, I raised you and I was in labor for so long. And then, you know, just just sit there and listen. What's your mama complaining about? What's she upset about? Uh, my mother complained about everybody. Nobody wants to go out. Her man don't want to go nowhere with her. Everybody's lazy. These kids, her grandkids don't want to go shopping with her. She can't get nobody to do nothing for her. She's not giving away no more money. They only call her when they want something. She complains to me like I never have time. Every time she calls me, she goes, you're busy, right? I'm like, mom, no, I'm not. <laughs> It's okay. I can talk. She's like, oh, because you always act like you so busy. So she just likes to complain. And I listen to her and I go, yeah, I know. I got to make more time. Yeah, well, come on and go downtown with me. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not not that much time, Ma. Not downtown. You don't take her when you go on the road a little bit with you don't take you know what i took my mom on a plane with me i mean my mom she just cuts up too much she cuts up (laughs) i think she wants she's reverting back to time you know we on a plane she wants to stand up her leg has a cramp she holding on to the back of the man's chair i'm like lady listen i just started acting like i didn't know her like it was just somebody (laughs) sitting next to me Well, I, yeah, I do. I do take her with me. And, and my mom is such a gem and she is such an inspiration. And I'm so glad she is healthy and doing well and in great spirits and still has great energy. And I love to hang out with her. Yeah. Well, in 1914, Mother's Day <laughs> was the official when the United States President Woodrow Wilson signed a measure declaring Mother's Day to be celebrated on the second Sunday in the month of May. And the day gained popularity throughout North America as well as other parts of the world, although it's not always celebrated in the month of May. So y'all know I always like to give a little history on that. Uh, Angelique, what are you doing for your mother on Mother's Day? I had a quandary, and I'll let you guys decide how it should end. So my, uh, my little niece, my girlfriend's daughter, is graduating from Howard. On Mother's Day. Oh. 
in D.C., of course, and mom is in California. So mom says, oh, we can celebrate Mother's Day anytime. Go to the graduation. Go to the college graduation. What what, what do you guys think? Go to the graduation or go to hang out with mom in California? That sounds like a setup. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? That's a setup, yeah. That's a setup. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, man, uh, I'll uh, I'll send. Want a you nice to decide gift. what's more important. Yeah, I'll send a nice gift to Howard and send money like I always do, and we'll be right here in California doing whatever you want to do for Mother's Day. So, yeah, she took a poll with uh with her friends, and they were all like, "Oh, well, you guys celebrate. You guys are together all the time. You celebrate Mother's Day all the time." She should go to the graduation. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Y'all don't know my mama. Okay. Yeah. Just, and you yeah. don't know me. Well, to all of our mothers out there. Wait, wait, Lonnie, what are you doing for your mother? Just call her. Actually, I'm going to be gone. I will be in Europe. So I'll have to call her. And um, I always set up my stuff ahead of time, especially, you know, because I'm a road comic. So I'll, I set up all my stuff so that it, it happens ahead of time and send her some stuff. But I'll be Tell Mother Europe. Detroit, I said, happy Mother's Day. Well, and to all of our listeners, all of our mothers, we appreciate you, especially our single moms. We know that, yes. you know, it may seem hard, it's, but believe me, they say it's a hard job, but it's a job that, you know, you were made for. So happy Mother's Day. And if you don't have nobody to celebrate, if your kids forget, celebrate yourself. Just, just That's buy, right. us, buy you a little drinky drink or go go to dinner or something. Treat yourself. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody forgetting Mother's Day. You, you acting like it's Father's do. Day. No way. <laughs> really? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy, Happy Mother's Day. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. California's Reparations Task Force is one step closer to giving out a check to Black people. Well, who knows, but here's their recommendations. Calls for hundreds of billions of dollars in restitution, a restructuring of what it calls systemic racism in housing and health care, and an apology from the state. It will now go before the legislature, which many experts feel will have a tough time passing. Former President Trump finally found guilty of something. Did Donald Trump sexually abuse Ms. Carroll? The answer to that from the jury is yes. So no on rape, yes on sexually abused. And they have awarded her $2 million. And if you haven't already checked out Queen Charlotte on Netflix, the story begins with the future queen trying to avoid marrying the King of England. If you must know, I'm trying to ascertain the best way to climb over the garden wall. Whatever for? Because I think he may be a beast. A beast? Or a troll. No one will speak of him. No one. He is clearly a beast or a troll. It's on Netflix. That's the espresso. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Angelique, and Yo-Yo. And on the line, one of my favorite women. Ugh comedian, actress, mother, and it's Mother's Day weekend, so we had to have her come on. Kim Whitley from Act Your Age, Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. What's happening, Kim? What's up, Lottie? Oh, sorry, just loud. <laughs> what up? Yo, yo, on there, Angelique. Hello. My favorite women. 
happy mother's day (laughs) happy mother's day kim you know first of all it's good to be a mother and it's good to be working in this industry uh let's talk about act your age which is on bounce tv let's because it's it's kind of historic because this is like their first sitcom and it was a it's a hit a huge hit for bounce tv i was surprised and you're right it's absolutely a blessing the show, but absolutely being a mother, because you know I needed that that change. I needed that money, honey. Uh, being a single mom is rough out here, but this show came right on time. It is hysterical, uh, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, ladies. You know, when they said Bounce TV, you know, because it's kind of, you know, it's a new network, and I was like, Bounce? Let me tell you something. They treated us like queens. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. They took care of us. Uh, we broke the record when it premiered, 2.1 or 2.14 million viewers. Um, just really unexpected and a blessing that everyone tuned in uh, that we talked to uh, to act your age on Saturdays. I mean, it was amazing. You know what I like about the the first of all, it's funny. You know, it's you, it's Yvette Nicole Brown, it's uh, Tisha Campbell, but the lighting. It's so beautiful. <laughs> you about to make me run out this house. Did you say the lighting? <laughs> Only you would notice something like that. That is, let me tell you, that's a testament to the lighting department because you sound like my daddy. My daddy has always been like, you know, they don't know how to light black folks. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to tell my dad you said this. Oh, oh my God. it's beautiful. That's why I want people to watch it because a lot, and you know that because Kim and I've been in this industry a long time. You know, on those old sitcoms, on the white sitcoms, I'm just going to keep it real. A, a lot of times, people don't know this, they would cast, they wouldn't cast like a dark skinned person because the rest of the cast was so white, it's hard to light that yep. dark skinned person. And now, you know, we have all this technology with lighting, especially for people of color. And I mean, the the richness and the tone, and Kim, your tone has always been a beautiful, uh, a rich tone, but because I was at a restaurant and it was on, and I was like just mesmerized with, you know, with how it looked. The lighting, the 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 uh, the costumes, everything. So great job um, with that. Now let's talk about your character um, for actor age. Talk a little bit about it. I appreciate. It. Well, I was cracking it because I said without that beautiful lighting, I normally look like the crypt keeper. I don't know how to take this line. I don't no. Know how to take this. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. So I play Bernadette. Bernadette is the. I would say the the glue that keeps these girls together, these ladies. I am a real estate mogul, and I own the uh, penthouse. uh, Well, I actually own the whole building where we live in this penthouse together. And it's a character that I have uh, not really played before, Lonnie, because I'm used to, like, the T-shirt character being wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they presented it to me, I was like, ooh, Lord. So sometimes on the set, I, I kind of want to go crazy. And they both would look at me. I was like, I know that's not my character. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think I'm a mixture of Yvette Nicole Brown's character and Tisha's character. A little church, a little wildness. And then you got Bernadette. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't understand what the show is all about, give us, uh, what is the show all about? The Actual show age. is about, the actor age, 
is about what I'm living now. And I think what a lot of us uh, live in this generation that we're in, it's about three women who've been friends, you know, since childhood, but they've gone through their life. One has, was married to a, a congressman. He passed away. The other one has been married, divorced, married, divorced. And they're all, and Bernadette had a baby, but they all are single at this point in their life. And they say, why are we struggling and, and can't see each other and, you know, want to be together? We don't have to be married. Let's live together. And they all live together and go through life, you know, in this one house, kind of like the Golden Girls, but maybe the Golden Chocolate Girls. <laughs> I love <laughs> and it. a little sex in the city. Yeah. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Kim Whitley, star of Actor Age, Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. Kim, you know, it's it's been a long time since we've had a sitcom um, that had not one, not two, but three Black uh, females as leads. Uh, right now you have Abbott Elementary, um, and now you have Actor Age. How does it feel to be making history like this? Wow, I like that, you know. Um, it's You know, it's really interesting, Lonnie. I think about making history. When I made history before with three African-American women on BET yep. with the talk show, Oh Drama. Yep. I don't know, I think I work in speed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you know what? It feels good. I think there should be more than just us. There should be lot. We have so many stories that we can tell mm-hmm. that I think... You know, it's great, but this is just an example of what else can happen. But you have longevity, though, too, Kim. You've been, I mean, what keeps you going in an industry that isn't necessarily made for us? Like, can you give, because there are a lot of sisters out there that's, you know, like, they may not want to be actresses, but they want to do something in their life. They want to open up a business. They want to, what can you tell them to keep going, how to keep going? You know what? I think I know that the truth is this. If you live long enough and keep living, you will end up in, with history, history in your life. You look back and you're like, oh, I would have, could have. So instead of wasting time, make your story, make your history and, 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 and just keep going. I'm going to wake up. Pray, hopefully uh, the Lord lets me. But every day you wake up. So why not wake up and do something you enjoy doing? You've got to keep doing I gave a scenario the other night. I was at a party. And the thing is, it was that picture of that man in the tunnel. And he's going through this tunnel and he's digging and he's digging for gold. And he decides to give up. And if he, on the other side, you see, if he would have just kept going, it was one foot, he'd have had the gold. Mm. So you don't know what it is, but you've got to keep going because you only might you might only have a day in their success that you call success but it's fun i think the journey is fun have i had lows in my career have you had lows yes but i enjoy the discovery of what's next it's not a nice business it's not easy but we can sit at home lonnie what we do is say i'm gonna go on the road and do stand-up i'm gonna do a play in the community you you just if you want to open up a coffee shop, you're like, let me do a pop-up shop. I think that people have to research and do YouTube and talk to people. 
So if I can encourage people out there to really network and ask questions and talk to people and see what you can do and keep going, because your success might be one level compared to someone else. And you know, Yo-Yo, um, this, is the, this is the thing about this industry and mm-hmm. about having faith. And Kim, I'm, you know, I'm going to disclose a personal conversation that we had. And um, when we were mm-hmm. on, uh, we were doing E Daily Pop. And you remember when you came to me and you said, you know, my, my, uh, my agents told me that I need to stay in town because, you know, I had missed the Abbott Elementary uh, audition. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you missed that audition. Um, and of course it, it went to someone else, Shirley Ralph. And, um, the thing that is amazing is you didn't miss the audition because you ended up getting at your age where you're the lead and you're the star. That's how this uh, industry works. Uh, preach, preach it. <laughs> but I think that's how, but, but that's how life works. Yeah. You hit that on the head. People get disgruntled and they're upset. And like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't get that, or that promotion or something happened. But if you have faith and if you wait, that wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. Yours was something else because you're absolutely right. I would have not gotten what I was supposed to get. Definitely. Absolutely agree with that. It's Cafe Mocha, Mother's Day weekend, talking to our girl Kim Whitley, actor age, Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. Now, we all watched you become an instant mother in the reality show Raising Whitley. Remind everyone how it all went down, Kim. Oh, really? I got to relive that? Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You said, yep. Oh, my gosh. It was a whirlwind. You know, I was 12 years younger than I am now. Um, and, you know, mentoring um, a young lady, and she had a baby and left my name at the hospital with the baby. They called me talking about I got a baby. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Social worker called and said, you got a baby. Um, they thought I knew. They were like, yeah, you got a baby. Um, you need to go ahead and uh, uh, pick him up in 20 minutes. I said, excuse me? Uh, so ends up, they bring the baby to me. He was four days old. My mom and dad were in their town, and they said, hey, um, you know, my mother's like, what you going to do? I was like, I can't do that. I got to go on the road. I got to do this and that. I got She said, Kim, if you got pregnant, you can't plan this kind of stuff. If it happens, you won't be going on the road. Whatever the case is, she said, you need to go ahead and get this baby. I said, why, mama? She said, because you ain't got no man. You don't look like you got no prospect of getting no man. You ain't got no kids. The dog looks like it's on one leg, and your eggs are definitely gone. I said, wow. Thanks, wow, Mom. Mama. <laughs> mama give it to you raw, huh? <laughs> Baby, when I tell you my mama snatched that Band-Aid off, I looked at my life and said, sometimes you can't wait on it. If you sit around and think about it, sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith. And I remember just saying, yes, my body went cold. I had them chill bumps all over me. I was tripping. And they're like, we'll be there. You got to get a bassinet and a car seat. I was like, what the heck? And my daddy in Target looking for one of them white bassinets from the 60s. I said, daddy, they don't make those no more. No, it was crazy. So we, 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 he came and this child changed my life. I could not imagine my life without him. Motherhood, it, it, let me tell you something. The days are long, but the years are short. Mm. I feel like it was just yesterday. How old is Joshua now? 
12 years old. Oh, my goodness. Wow. wow. That, better question. Does he know who his mom is? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he knows. Yes. Yes, he knows. Uh, you talking about the celebrity mother? Uh, the celebrity mother. Mom. Yes. Does he? No. He, I mean, you no. know, does he know who his mom is? The fame. He disrespects me. No. All of that. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care one bit. He doesn't care. He's like, I need a PlayStation and I need uh, um, an iPad. That's all he cares about. Uh, and feed me. No. How is how is this part of motherhood now that he's getting a little bit older, fresher? you know, getting into them teen years. You know what? It's, it's, it's scary. You know, every stage of motherhood is scary. You think about the first stage of motherhood. Oh my God, he's going to choke. Oh God, you know, he's going <laughs> to fall off the bed. You know, oh, I got to lay him on his stomach. Oh, I laid him on his back. You spit up, you know, that's the, you know, the very first stage of motherhood. Then, you know, the second stage, you got to learn how to walk. Oh, my God, I got to give him a piano lesson. Oh, my God, I got to teach him French. I got to, <laughs> there's so much. You can, when I tell you, he ain't learned French. He ain't done nothing. I ain't, because I, I was like, I'm going to do this. Piano, I done bought pianos and drums. He ain't learned none of it. They just, I'm, it goes so fast that you're, you're afraid. And now the teenage years, I'm like, what ha- you all mothers can do is the best they know how to do. Mm-hmm. If they keep a child alive, healthy, and give them love, mm-hmm. they will soar on their own. You just got those are the main ingredients. Of, you protect your child, you mm-hmm. love your child, you feed them, and you do the best you can do. I remember my mother said to me, "Had I known better." I would have given you fruits and vegetables instead of all those candies and sweets. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm addicted to candy. I'm addicted to, my mother was like, I, I did wrong. And all I could do is say, Ma, you did the best. And she said, you're right. I, I, that, I didn't know any better. You know, because you don't, you don't know. 10 years later, your teeth gonna fall out. Are you a stern mother or are you, are you, are you passive? I am, I am passive aggressive. I'm going to cuss them out and go crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to throw my wigs at them, all that. And then he'll come back around the corner. I'll be like, oh yeah, go ahead. You use your iPad. Girl, I forgot all about it. Because <laughs> he, he got an old mama. I know, I know. <laughs> my daughter used to put notes up under my door right after I put her on punishment. I'd read the note and say, yep, you're still on punishment. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You can catch Kim Whitley in History of the World Part 2 on Hulu Plus, Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV, Act Your Age. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo on the line. We're spending Mother's Day with Kim Whitley. Kim, what's the relationship like with his birth mother? Is she around? Have you decided... Um, you know, what is going to be the relationship with Joshua? Will will he get to meet her or what? Absolutely. Now, it's so funny. I've heard with adoptive kids, girls are different than boys. Girls 
started eight or nine or whatever, they asked, you know, where's my mother, my birth mom, can I meet her, blah, blah, blah. They say boys are different. And what I have found so far is he, yeah, he'll ask, not really ask, he, you know, he doesn't really care. Now, I've seen this pattern, but I have a relationship with, a relationship with her. No matter of fact, she just called me. Um, so I know her. And what I do is I keep the relationship with her so that one day he will be able to meet her when he wants to. That, that, I have no problem with that. But right now, I remember the lady at the court told me when I went and finished the uh, case with Joshua. And never forget, the black lady been in the business, a lawyer for years, uh, a couple of women. They said, I'm going to be honest with you. They said, do not let him meet his birth mom early. Mm. He said, what they have found through the years is the children worry about their birth mom on the streets. Is she okay? Mm-hmm. What can we do? Can we go find her? If they meet her and, they, and then they feel like she's in need and she's not like, you know, living in a house and doing well, mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to find them and help them. Mm-hmm. So she said, if you can, don't, don't, don't do it. And, I, you know, I know with people who've lived and been in this business. You've got to listen to what they say and then decide on your own. And so far he's been okay. And if he asks me, I'm going to probably, you know, wait till he's you know, 16, 17 years old. And I'll introduce them. Yeah. You know, there you go. That's, one thing I don't like people to do is not tell their children they are adopted until they're older. If you are listening to me, that is the worst thing you can do. You start using the word adoption from day one. They might mm-hmm. not know what it means. They mm-hmm. might not. They might be six or something. Like, why do you say adopted? And then you tell them. I've been using that word. My, father, my, my son, Joshua, has never been like, I don't understand that. Or what does that mean? Or I'm, Then you'll see what happens when you start saying adopted. You will find out there are other adopted kids. You will find out your friends are adopted. And he will have a world without you even knowing of adopted people or her. You cannot, if they find out as teens, we have found that it has been a disservice to them. Uh, I have friends whose children have gotten on drugs. They've run away. They've been upset because you have really told them their life has been a lie. You have got to use the word adoption with children so it won't be something strange. Now, you You raising... you, you know, you're absolutely right. My concern is that, you know, as a, as a single mother, um, and we have a lot of listeners that are single mothers, you're raising a mm-hmm. young black man. Um, are there yeah. specific things that you are, are teaching him or um, how are you handling that, especially being in a country that we're dealing with, with our, our young black men being attacked? It's, it's, it, it is a daily struggle. Uh, but I keep a lot of, you know, I take him to a black barbershop so you can sit around with black men. Mm. I got his father, Rodney Van Johnson, actor, black man. Uh, I got my friend Carl, who's around, black man, Andre LaBelle. Like, so I keep black men around him who talk to him. My brothers, my other brother just left, my brother Kyle and Scott, they talk to him. My dad talks to him. What we started doing because of the temperature of this United States of America, we started because of generational mission. We first started with watching some YouTube videos, Martin Luther King and the Hosing and giving them history about that. Then maybe a month ago, we said, let's watch Remember the Titans. You remember the movie with Denzel and the yeah. football players? Mm-hmm. So he can understand racism. So it is a constant thing that we can't just say, oh, they got to go to school, they got to learn, blah, 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 blah. And we talk to them every day of even racism in the school because he'll get in trouble. And he was like, well, why didn't Johnny get in trouble? We're like, hey, it is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, just like why Trump didn't get in trouble. There's just certain things, and, and it's, it's, you can't take it personal, but you just got to, this is how the way of the world is, just teaching them, even with the police, because he is 12. Mm. That little boy was, what, 16, who got shot at the door? Yes. My yeah. son is going to be looking like a grown man in a couple of years. Mm. He has got to be able to you know, figure it out when yeah. mommy's not there. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, when I tell single mothers, they can't protect their children and, and, and hide them from the realities of the world. When I remember when, you know, uh, the Floyd case happened. I, hey, look at this. Turn around and look at this. Uh, you know, before I'd be like, oh, no, he can't, you know, he can't see that. You know, right. He's too young for that. Nope. Nope. Turn around. Watch it. Watch it. Good and have mother. the conversation. It's Cafe Mocha um, on the line. Kim Whitley from Bounce at Your Age. Also, back in 1981, a comedy legend, Mel Brooks, released a crazy movie called History of the World Part 1. Fans wanted and waited for Part 2, and finally it came this year, 40-something years later. And Kim Whitley is in it. Can you talk about the making of History of the World Part 2? Oh, my God. History of the World Part 2 on Hulu, Crazy Wanda Sykes. Called me and said, "You want to come play this part?" I was like, "What?" She's doing Shirley Chisholm and asked me to play Shirley Chisholm's best friend, Flo. I didn't even know Shirley Chisholm had a friend named Flo, and they did it like in the old sitcom. And when I tell you, I had to keep climbing through this window. I was like, "Y'all know I ain't twenty years old climbing through this window." <laughs> oh, it was crazy. The mess Mitchell's and it playing Jesse Jackson, and you know when you get to work with your friends, Lonnie, as as we know, um, it is different. You just, you're relaxed, you act a fool, and you have fun. And it turned out, it's very funny. I've watched um, the different episodes, the different skits. Hilarious. Mel Brooks is doing the voiceover. And if you just want to watch something that you don't have to think and just laugh, then you should watch History of the World Part Two on, on uh, Hulu. Was so, Mel Brooks in the production? Or did you get to meet Mel Brooks, you know what? He came to the premiere. Uh, he was there all of seven minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> He's up there in age, past- though, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was past his bedtime. It was just good to see him. I'm, you know, glad that he's still doing it. Um, as you know, a legend, a legend. So um, I was very excited about that. I didn't get to work with him, but. You know, this has been a great, great Mother's Day. It's always good, Kim, to talk to you. And- I, I do appreciate it. Can I shout out my tour that I'm about to go on with? You Jay sure Jeffers? can. I appreciate that. If you, As you know, we got, of course, you know, our podcast, Two Funny Mamas with Sherry Shepard. We are going on our little uh, Two Funny Mamas stand-up tour on uh, May 19th. We're going to hit New Jersey, and we'll be at the State Theater, and then on uh, let's see, May 20th, we're going to be in uh, uh, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania at the Excite Center. And on May 21st, we'll be in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, that's at the uh, Grand uh, Opera House. And uh, of course, in New Jersey, that's at New Brunswick. Yep, there we go. Boom. And if you haven't listened to Two Funny Mamas, it is a mocha podcast and an award-winning, image award-winning podcast with Kim And it's a hoot. 
and and, and Sherry Shepard. Thank you so much, Kim. At Your Age comes on Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. Happy Mother's Day again, my love. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Love y'all. Bye, baby. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, along with Yo-Yo. Touch is a nonprofit organization focusing on eradicating Black breast cancer. On the line is our champion for breast cancer awareness, Ricky Fairley, and she is joined by Haley Brown. They are both with Touch. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. So, Ricky, can you explain what the organization Touch does? Yes, we are on a mission to eradicate black breast cancer. You know, black women die of breast cancer at a 41% higher rate than white women. We also have a 39% higher recurrence rate of breast cancer than white women. And one of the most devastating facts is that black women under 35 get breast cancer at twice the rate of white women and die at three times the rate. We get triple negative breast cancer, the worst one, which is the one I had, at three times the rate. And we want to get rid of breast cancer. We want to get rid of black breast cancer. Black women should not be dying in the numbers that we're dying. And so we're on a mission to advance the science to get better drugs to save black lives. I love that. And Haley, what is your affiliation with Touch? So Ricky is actually my mom. And so I pretty much have been working for her on the side for so long and now I just um, get to officially do this work. I'm the director of programs and partnerships. So my role is really all about bringing, my mom always says we meet black women where they live, work, play, pray, and slay. So it is my job to bring our programming to all of those communities. No one wants to be the test. No, no, especially black women. Black women have a history, the history of having us try something and it, we're being the test to dummies, as they say. No one really wants to try that. So how are you getting black women to participate in these, in these trials? Um, we are talking to them from the voice of a breastie. So, you know, we don't trust doctors, we don't trust researchers, but who do we trust? We trust other breasties. So we have black women who have, who have had an experience with breast cancer explain the science in very simple terms. On their turf, we're going, as Haley said, to where black women live, work, play, pray, and play in, their, in our communities. And we're talking to them one-on-one about, you know, there is no sugar pill in, in cancer research that you aren't going to be a guinea pig. And frankly, if you're a black woman under 40 years old and you get breast cancer, especially triple negative breast cancer, your best alternative is a clinical trial. You're going to get a better standard of care and you're going to get more doctors scrutinizing you and looking at your care and taking care of you. And it's really the best science you can get for our disease. And we're doing it from the voice of a breast. I'm the voice of trust. You know, other breasties are voices of trust. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, along with Yo-Yo. On the line is our champion for breast cancer awareness, Ricky Fairley, and she is joined by Haley Brown. So we also know that 80% of abnormalities are actually found um, by self-breast exams. And we know that the best thing that we really have at this point, besides trying to get better medicine, is early detection. So we also just launched a new campaign called For the Love of My Girls. You can visit forlovemygirls.org and follow us on Instagram at loveofmygirls to learn more about Black breast health. 
since we know that black breast cancer is different, we also now know that black breast health is different. Our preventative steps are different. So we want young, the young black woman to understand black breast health, to be checking their girls and know how and when to do so, and also be unlocking their her stories, which is their shared family history, if we know more about our um, our bodies and our families, and we can walk into these conversations with doctors feeling empowered and more equipped. And so those are two giant campaigns that we are bringing all around the, all around the country right now. So Haley, what age should we start getting the mammograms? Because they usually say 40 and up, but should that change? 40 is honestly too late for the Black woman. And and 40 is honestly when it's just recommended. They, they really start at 45 for some women. And like my mother said before, Black women are 35 are dying. Also, just as, you know, in the plug for young women, that a lot of us have dense breasts. And that means that a mammogram actually isn't even the right kind of screening. We need ultrasounds, MRIs, 3D mammograms, a deeper level of screening so we can actually make sure that um, we don't have anything. And dense breasts can last longer. And it's very important, again, to talk to your family because that might be something that you learn in those family conversations that we're really trying to get young women to have. Ricky, what do you say to women that have a fear of you know, they feel like it's a lot of radiation doing all this stuff. Trust me, having cancer is worse. Okay. okay. And the radiation, the radiation is so minimal. There's really no harm in it. And it can't, it can't hurt you. Cancer can hurt you a lot more. But 40 is too late for black women to have mammograms. We need to make breast health something you think about, like a self-care, right? Check your breast when you, when you do your nails. Doctors, you know, are dismissing us. A lot of young black women will go to the doctor, present with a, a lump or something, and, and they'll say, come back in six months, you're going to be fine. And six months later, they're either metastatic or dead. You know, black women, we have to do everything for ourselves, right? We take care of everybody. So check your breasts, know your body, look in the mirror, feel them, touch them, be, so that when some abnormality comes, you'll at least know about it. Now, you said you had cancer. I am good. I had stage 3A, triple negative breast cancer, the worst one. It has the highest mortality rate affects black women at three times the rate. I did a lot of chemo and radiation and then very, very typical of triple negative. It came back a year later, almost to the day of my diagnosis. My doctor said, I have nothing for you. You have two years to live, get your affairs in order. And I said, well, I can't really die right now. I have a daughter, Haley, who was at Dartmouth at the time in college. I got to pay tuition. So me, you and God and some drugs or something, we got to work this out. And I went to Dr. Google and I found, um, the Triple Negative Breast Cancer Foundation and found another doctor who there were probably about one of five of the doctors at the time that were actually researching triple negative breast cancer. And she put me on some experimental drugs. So it was like a clinical trial. I did experimental drugs and I didn't die. And I'm here 11 years later. So I have a God job. God blessed me here to do this work. It's my purpose. I love it. I love it. Haley, again, uh, for our listeners, how do we get in touch with Touch? Please go visit the Touch website, touchbbca.org. There you can also find our young women's page, loveofmygirls.org. If you are interested in information about clinical trials, we have a microsite called whenwetrial.org. You can also follow us at touchbbca and at loveofmygirls on Instagram. If you miss any part of the show or want to hear the full conversation with Kim Whitley, and it was a good one. All you have to do is check out the podcast. Go to mochapodcastnetwork.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Cafe Mocha Radio. Until next time, you know where to find us 
on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.